everybody. Welcome back to Tubby Talk. I am Terry from Terry Leahy Films, and with me are the guys from Where We Are, Tubby Robot. I'm Chris. I'm Steve. And today, we are going to talk about something that is long lost, which is the classic gaming arcade. For our generation, uh, arcades were a big deal. It was a place to meet and talk video games and play video games with other people. There's a place for that now. It's called Tubby Robot. Here in Maniac, by the way, it's a Philadelphia show. We didn't mention that last time. Just <laughs> to let you know that this is a show about talking games and things like that here in the Philadelphia area. Topic: arcades. Here we go. Yeah, so we love the hell out of arcades. Um, it's kind of the basis of our friendship in uh, in grade school and college and high school. Uh, and, and also our business partnership is kind of why yeah. we <laughs> wanted to open this place because we have arcade games on tap. Yep. But uh, arcades, I mean, we went there every day after school and we didn't have much money. We'd have like our $1 a day. It wasn't every day, but yeah. like you spend that $1 and you try to make it last. And we would go and play Street Fighter mm -hmm. and, you know. Uh, Which Street Fighter? Which one have we played yeah. in the arcade? Favorite of all time is uh, Street Fighter versus Marvel. Marvel Super Heroes versus, versus Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah, that one. Or was it just X-Men? Well, first oh, it was yeah. X-Men, oh, and then God. it was Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street It was Fighter. the second crossover game. Yeah. So this is before Marvel vs. Capcom hit, right? Yeah. yeah. Probably right before. The direct yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. God. So it was the second in the crossover series. Marvel vs. Capcom was the third, and then it was Marvel vs. Capcom 2, and on and on and on. And now we're at the Marvel vs. Capcom 4. Yes, very which soon. Sadly, 20 years later. <laughs> sadly, though, will not be in an arcade because they're kind of gone. You're right. And the third one was never in an arcade. Oh, I mean... We could. <laughs> yeah, we could make oh, it happen oh, here. Uh, that's have you guys point. ever like built a cabinet? Do you know anything no, about not that? Not yet. That would be a really cool thing to do if we ever have free time. Yeah, I would love to. Like anything other than uh, like the hardware would be easy. I would love to do that part. I'm not much of a woodworker yet. That's mm -hmm. something I'd love to learn how we, to do. We've done woodworking though. Yeah, a little bit. There's wood. Yeah, some wood. <laughs> I mean, we're in stage stage crew in high school. Yeah. Though we mostly talked about video games. Which, of course. <laughs> didn't pay much attention to stage crew craft, but we'll yeah, we, we, we missed that standing like upright sort of. Yeah. It was it was a social gathering place, and like, it was good for you. You had to stand. You couldn't hunch. Well, you could. Well, you hunched, but, but instead, you yeah. had to stand up. I just remember. Uh, three buttons on the top, three buttons on the bottom, and that joystick. And it just, it was perfect. It was a perfect way to play a fighting game. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for me, that's what I think of the most in the arcades was those fighters. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, the cool thing about arcades was like, it wasn't all just controller based. Like there were big honking guns and there was all sorts of like interesting stuff. And it was just a great place to be in the 90s and time crisis and LA machine guns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with those big giant guns on it. Yeah, they actually started branching out into that stuff as arcades started to die because the consoles were getting more and more powerful. So then they were like, we need to differentiate ourselves. How do we do that? Oh, they can't do these giant guns, these giant installations. <laughs> yeah. That's when like DDR rose to prominence. Oh, and, uh, man. Guitar yeah. Freaks, the predecessor to Guitar Hero spiritually, uh, games like that that you really couldn't do at home. Yeah, the interesting thing, now I, I, I will admit I was never in the arcade scene, so to speak, but it was, if we were going to the mall, if it was a family trip, like I was gonna have at least two dollars and quarters with me. Yeah. Because it was just like a thing that you had to go and do, and it was so much fun. And it it's really sad to see them kind of go away. But at the same time, I re I remember that time period, like the mid two thousands, where all of a sudden everything at home was looking much much better, and online started. Yeah. Yeah. Like think about that, that online gaming 
probably is responsible for a lot of the death of the arcade. When You're right. Back. I mean, a lot of the community stuff, I guess, got funneled into that, uh, which is not the same. Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's better in a lot of ways and worse in others. Yeah, the only communities that really held together through that transition would be like the fighting game community mm -hmm. because they still have a lot of events where they get together and use the newer consoles to play competitively, like EVO, which happens the weekend of July 15th mm -hmm. this year. And there's also a lot of online interaction that gets translated to meeting for the first time at these national events. Yeah, it's a lot of people who have maybe played each other online or watched their streams, but you never met them in person. Then you go to EVO and it's like, oh, hey, this guy, I've played him a hundred times. Yeah. Um, now I know Now I know what you look like. See, that's, that's interesting because do you, you remember the courage it took to put your quarters up there <laughs> of like, I'm going to take you on and I'm going to try and beat you so that you have to leave the machine yeah. or put in more money? Like, that is a big... That's a big dig, man, to say, you know what? I'm a nine-year-old kid, and I have the guts to take you on, teenage man. Yeah, especially if it wasn't teenage man. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a 20 well, that's what it felt like. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It was so intimidating. <laughs> but uh, I think back then, like, um, just the, the the intimidation only played into account if it wasn't your home turf. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, if, if you were fortunate enough to live near an arcade or... Well, frequent know. one like we did. Yeah, yeah we had uh, our, our home turf was on Chestnut Street. It was called Spaceport. Okay. Uh, we love that arcade. Yeah. It's long gone. But if anyone out there remembers Spaceport, mm. <laughs> best friends. Uh, but yeah, we would go there. There was a, a cast of characters who would come in. Uh, we, we, had Nick, we didn't know anyone's real name. But we, we had nicknames that we used in our heads for them all the time. You didn't actually talk to these people. These were just We talked to them enough. We talked shop with them, but we yeah. didn't know them enough to learn their names. <laughs> their real names. And actually, Chris drew me in graduation in 12th grade uh, a poster of all the people, which I still have in my house somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. What were some of the names? You got to give yeah. me at least two. We had Wormy Guy. Wormy who, Guy. Who, who always, he sweated a lot. <laughs> yeah. And he would always carry a paper towel or napkins and wipe off the joystick and buttons because his hand was so sweaty that he couldn't hold onto the joystick. So he would play the game holding a paper towel around the joystick the whole time. And I don't know if it was quite <laughs> because he was germaphobic or because of how much he sweat or both. Maybe grip, but, yeah. Oh, maybe grip. But yeah. he was like this middle-aged guy like yeah. coming in. He was one of the older people who would come in. And then there was this is gonna suck guy. Yeah, every time <laughs> he would actually <laughs> say this. So you do a super move in Street Fighter, and it would like do the, the big flash it, up and time would freeze. And, sure. yeah. and every time that would happen to him, he'd go, This is gonna suck! And then he'd get hit. And he <laughs> consistently said that a lot. I mean, it's a good, it was nice to have a place to go. You know? Oh, it was great. You, you had to get out in the world. That, what I think, is the beauty of arcades that's kind of missing is you have no reason to leave your house anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have none. Like, everything you could possibly want. But back then, like, it was about, like, yeah, maintaining your turf. And it was, like, competitive and fun. And But I just remember if I even saw one out of the corner of my eye, my parents knew you make a I had to get right one. Yeah. I had to get one game in. And eventually you get to that awesome age where it's like, we're going to go do shopping, have fun. We couldn't leave you at home for some reason, but we can leave you here. Yep. So in the vein of, of the arcade, there are some absolutely legendary games. Uh, the one that comes to mind you actually recently had here, and that's Raiden. Yeah. Because that was just hit the button. Keep hitting the button <laughs> or hold the button and move left and right. And there were like things coming at you from every different direction. So, it, and, and you only had a limited amount of quarters. You had maybe four credits to go through. And 
it just led to a level of intensity that was sweat inducing because you had to go home once you <laughs> ran out of cash and there's stuff coming everywhere. But the thing I loved most about that game was the power up system. Power up system That's one of the coolest greatest. things about those classic arcade games. It rewarded you for staying alive and for doing those uh, dances that just got you powered up. You didn't, you know, it was almost like you didn't max out. I don't know if you can max out in that game. That laser <laughs> can be the size of a freaking screen. <laughs> By the time you're done, yeah. but I will always have fond memories of that one. And what about you guys? Well, what was cool about that one, just, just an aside, was that all those upgrades, you discovered that by hearsay and by trial and error. Like, you didn't read a guide. No one told oh, you how to do those powers. Like, there was rumors on the schoolyard about, like, how you would do these special moves, and it, it was all verbal. It was almost like, um, you know, prior to the history of the written word, you know, the... the <laughs> Game facts didn't exist. You couldn't just go in Game Facts and be like, oh, yeah, that's how the get ship works. It was mystery that you were uncovering at every turn. Yeah. That's so funny that you just said Game Facts because I also say that, but it's Game FAQs. Well, yeah. But what? But I remember reading it, and that's how I said it for years and years and years and years. I, do you, you say Game Facts, Game right? Facts, yeah. yeah. So that's what it is. Whatever happened to Game Facts? It's, it's still, still there. It's still around. Yeah, it's owned by IGN now, but it's still there, and it still gets updated a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, every new game, there's new guys. I remember getting all the fatalities for Mortal Kombat on that one. <laughs> Speaking of which, that was a legendary arcade game for me because if you knew a fatality, you were God <laughs> in the arcade, right? Yeah. Like, if you were capable of doing something other than just Melina holding low kick and walking up for four seconds and letting go, and she, like, ate you? <laughs> yeah. Right? Or blew you a kiss of death or right. something? Yeah. But I remember she was the one that just had low kick, so I'd play with her all the time just so I could do a fatality. But if you busted out like a sub-zero fatality, the whole oh, yeah, arcade would just, was... like all the heads would turn. Just like, oh, he did it. He knows the moves and stuff like that. But that's where EGM God, came in handy, like China Gaming Monthly. Yeah. <laughs> you got a magazine that, that would... Every month for like six years, it was my monthly ritual. Walk to the drugstore, buy my Electronic Gaming Monthly, see what new moves were out for my time. Tekken 2 was out. Ooh. It was really good for that because there were lots of hidden techniques in, te in, you know, in the Tekken games and hidden combos. And they would normally list a bunch of them for different characters. So I would just be God with um, Heiachi. <laughs> People were like, we don't know how you do that. I forget what the move was. But was it was kind he of in like... a diaper at the time? Because <laughs> eventually, he's pretty much naked in that. No, and, and two, he was still pretty virile. He still had black hair. Okay. <laughs> it was graying a little bit. But yeah. he, had, he had like a Hadouken-style move where they didn't shoot a projectile, but if he connected with his hands, it did like half your life bar damage. Oh, nice. And was there a little bit of lightning around his hands, too? Yeah, the, the lightning and everything. All, all, all the Mishima you know, tricks and bells and whistles. You know, Tekken <laughs> is one of those games, and that brings up an interesting point. You know, there were games that were in uh, both worlds, like at the same time, because that was on PlayStation at the same time as an arcade, but it didn't feel right on a controller. It felt yeah. better classic, Tapping out. you know, game style. And for you kids at home who don't understand what I'm talking about, well, actually, they have it at Tubby Robot where you can see a thing, a joystick, and buttons that you push. And it's not with your thumbs, it's like with your fingers yeah. and your digits and stuff. And you had to get really, really good at it. But I, that's the way that game was meant to be played for, for me, I always thought. And I feel that way about Street Fighter, like all the Street Fighters. And I originally played those on the Super Nintendo. And so that was like shoulder buttons, face bat buttons, and I the got worst used to way. It. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when I went to the arcade, I was like, oh, this is weird. It's kind of giant. But then you get used to it because you have three fingers always on three of those buttons. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. The interesting thing about both those games, Street Fighter and Tekken, is even when they bring out new versions now for the home consoles, in Japan and in some places in California, they still put out physical um, cabinets. Oh. 
of really? those games. Like before they're released on consoles, they're play tested by like the fighting game professionals or amateurs in those areas. In like a cabinet set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're play tested. Like Tekken 7 was play tested for a couple years, I believe. I've been hearing about it like on and off, like not being super tuned into the community, but I've been hearing about it for a while. And they've just been play testing it and doing new revisions and shipping out new chips. It's funny the that they're doing that like, until they put instead it out of like console. an online beta, like so many other games. Yeah, have. yeah, because some do online betas. They did cabinets, especially in Japan. Cabinet betas. But then also, I think it's in the Bay Area in California. They have a lot of just places where they set up arcade machines and you just practice. Well, it's funny, a lot of the, the pro people who are really good at these games, online is not good enough. Like, there's too much lag. They were talking doing like things with frame precision, one sixtieth wow, yeah. of a second, and online you can't do that. So a lot of the pros don't play online. Mm -hmm. Like they, if you want a real competition, it has to, to be in person. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's the only way to get zero lag. And that's part of the reason why they did the play test because they don't want to find out that there's some kind of infinite combo possible online because they didn't test it one to one. Oh, oh, oh rather in person because online it doesn't work because of the lag. But then when you're playing one-on-one, -on -one, because you don't have lag, there might have been an opening for like an infinite combo or a glitch that crashes the game. Yeah. So they wanted to make sure they get that in-person testing as well as online yeah, stuff. Fighting games consoles. are actually yeah. some of the hardest to do online, and they still aren't that makes really sense. quite yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they are either. And nothing will ever be as smooth as those games. I especially think the 2D fighters were impossibly smooth mm -hmm. toward, towards the end of their life cycle. I, like I Street Fighter Three. <laughs> and the most gorgeous animation I still have yet to see in a 2D fighting game. It's it's amazing. It's true, yeah. That whole thing, it's like a painting. I got to bring up uh, Tekken, which I think had, had... One of the cool things about Tekken was the cast of characters. And looking behind you, Tekken did something amazing where they had box art Mega Man 2 as a playable fighter. Oh, yeah. Did they really? They I don't did. remember yeah, that. It was, and Pac-Man. That's when they started doing the... Um, oh, it was Street exclusive. Fighter, right? Tekken oh. versus Street Fighter, I think he was Yeah, saying. Tekken versus Street Fighter. Yeah, he's Oh, wow. But those crossovers were amazing. But that specifically, like, just go watch the animation. Because if you know anything about Mega Man 2, that's thought of as the worst box art in the <laughs> history of the world. He's yellow. He's and in the game, he's yellow. Yellow and he has a gun in his hand. Has a gun. He's, he's got a, a fat gun. guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, everything's wrong. So... Speaking of, uh, we were talking earlier about how there were a bunch of crossovers. Uh, my favorite arcade game was always Marvel vs. Capcom 2. No, it uh, if you could find that in an arcade, that was a big deal. And just being cable all the time and using that giant gun, that was so much fun. I have so many fond memories. That explains a lot about you. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the big thing about it was there were an incredible amount of license licenses from other forms of media, be it comic books, for the example of X-Men, yeah. or uh, or movies with like Terminator games and Alien games with big guns. What are some of those amazing legendary games that were in arcades that were based on other properties? Well, one of my favorites, and we used to play it a lot all the time, is Jurassic, um, Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Which one? The one in the no, cart? The, yeah, yeah, the one in the cart when you're just running around and you're shooting with your... I forget if it was a shotgun or a handgun. I think it, was it was a, a handgun. It was a handgun, but you're shooting raptors and compies. And it was two players. You're in a dark, small thing. And I think it was the first Jurassic Park arcade game. It was uh, on the Sega Model 3 arcade board. I remember yeah. that specifically. Wow. <laughs> uh, because it, yeah. it had a curtain as well. In yes. case yeah. you just wanted to go hook up. Yep. <laughs> Nobody did. They were in their game. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's also a window in the back of the cab. <laughs> so if you were hooking up, everybody could see you. But Yeah, but uh, that was a great game. It, it was one of those games where, like, it was the same every time you played through it. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the, the, the bosses would come up and the targets would appear on them. It's like, these are the places you have yeah. to shoot. Yeah. Yeah. You shoot the big They're glowing like red and Yeah. But at the same time, it was, it was very cinematic, especially if you loved Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Sure. But there's a sequel game as well for the sequel. And it's just you're driving through. It's not the same plot as movies, but no. it's the same. You're in a dinosaur park where the dinosaurs got out. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, but you still had. That is the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> but you had the climactic fight, like with the T Rex, where it was inside of this like maze like building for mm. no reason. They're just a bunch oh, of pillars. Yeah. And every time you turn a corner, you think you've got away from the T Rex, T Rex pops out. You have to shoot in the, <laughs> shoot in the, in the soft palate in his mouth so it gets away from you. And that's how you survived, is by being surprised by a dinosaur in a cart with one gun shooting. And it, it, was, it was wonderful. It, I mean, those games on rails, like that was like, a, I think that had to have started in the arcade, being on rails with a thing. Yeah. And it kind of being guided through, which is what Jurassic Park was. And one of my favorite aspects of those games was the bite marks on the on screen. screen. Yeah. And you, like, if they showed up, you had about half a second to shoot it before you had death in your face. Yeah. But they would jump from in the back, and you had to have one guy. It was always good, better to play with two people because you had one guy who was hitting all the jumping stuff and the other one taking out the main thing. Mm-hmm. Those kind of games were, were a blast. It makes me think of House of the Dead. I have a long history with House <laughs> of the Dead. That's one we played a lot. Um, really? My old parlor trick used to be I would put in two credits and play double-fisted. Oh. I'd play first and second player. I could beat the entire Tired House of the Dead one yeah. with one credit each. No way. Yep. He was, he was masterful at it. I got really good at that game. Kids, we got to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I could not do it on House of the Dead 2. It was much harder. But House of the Dead 1, I could do If you can find a House of the Dead and find an arcade and go back in time <laughs> and get two guns, two guns at work, maybe. Like, Here's, Dave and Buster's might have three, but they're not going to have one. Yeah. Here's what's insane. I still remember, like, the intro to that game of that <laughs> demon coming in and saying, what do you say? G's blood. That's actually two. Ah, yeah. damn it. That's two. This uh, is but two, two is amazing. Two has the best... Terrible voice acting of yeah. just about any game. We're meeting stop you over there. Dogs of the AMS. Time they made a move. Like, <laughs> incredible. The whole way through. Was it Curian was the, yeah, it was the, the, the bad, bad guy, guy behind it? They yeah. re-released that game so many times, too. Was, they brought it to consoles, and then they made it Typing of the Dead. Um, what? Yeah. They, so they, on, on Dream, Sega Dreamcast and PC. We're going to have an entire episode dedicated yeah, to instead of, games. Instead of shooting the zombies, you type the words on the zombies' heads and they would die. And it was amazing. Did you learn? Yeah, you do. Well, I mean, <laughs> you learn how to type faster, I guess. There you go. Not just Mario teaches typing. Not just. <laughs> so there was this other game, which we mentioned it a couple times, but not this specific version. There was one game that was in every arcade I ever went to. And it was unique. You always knew it was there because it was extra wide because there were two <laughs> monitors in there. And it was an eight-player X-Men game. It was huge. Like the size of, well, you can't see it, but like <laughs> it, was, it was massive. But th- that was one of the most fun experiences ever was when you had eight strangers playing, uh, maybe six. I think it's six. six. I think yeah, it's six. Six, six strangers. Three Here we go. Screen. Here we go. Colossus. Yep. Uh, Cyclops, Cyclops. Nightcrawler. Dazzler. 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 Wolverine. Wolverine. And was it Storm? It was Storm. Storm. Those are the six. Yeah. yeah. That's nerd knowledge for you. <laughs> but it was so much fun. Now, that, that was a game where you had uh, one button was jump, one button was attack, and then one was mutant power. Yes. And you only had like two of those to go, but it would take yeah. out everything on the screen. And I'm pretty sure that in that game, if you hit it an extra time, it would do it, but it would cost you some life. It cost a chunk of your life bar. That is just wrong to do to a child (laughs) who just wants to see 
like Nightcrawlers that were teleporter crazy. Yeah. I did like like only Nightcrawlers made sense. None of the other ones made sense. Like Wolverine can't shoot beams. Storms kind of made sense. Storms made sense. Made no sense. Cyclops just shot a beam and somehow <laughs> everyone that was still outside the beam's range. That's cause... right. They went straight. And yeah, Wolverine no just screamed. Yeah, oh, yeah. got a reflected energy <laughs> off of him, which is that one of his powers. And that was the exact tone. But it's funny, they took that and brought it into the Versus games later. Yeah. That was one of no, his moves. Like, moves. Yeah, yeah. He would just go, Hurr. In Marvel vs. Capcom 2, he'd go, and just go up straight like a like a giant. Like he could fly, yeah. which he also cannot do. Yeah, it was absurd. But that was, like, if you get a chance, and I know they have it in certain places. Actually, if you go to Barcade in Philly, I know they have it there. Which, uh. Oh, they have the, the two monitors set up and everything. Yeah, they do have oh, the two okay, monitors. Cool, so you can yeah. go and you can experience it, and I strongly recommend like for you, young kids, I, I I think you'll really enjoy it because it's been a while since there's been a time of like button mashing, and button mashing can be fun. It gets kind of a bad rap, <laughs> but when you're at when you're fighting for your life and the coins that like, and it's literally your life. When you run out of yeah. coins, you gotta go home. I mean, that's what you have to do the rest of the day. I feel, personally, for me, it taught me fiscal responsibility. Wow. Yeah, because you would go and you'd be like, I have one dollar. Yep. I need to play. I don't want to, like, blow it all on, like, some redemption game yep. and get some some garbage thing. Like, I need to, like, think about this very analytically. And I need to fight the guy who I'm going to win against because loser pays, winner stays. Exten yeah, that's right. You have to, you had to figure out how to extend. So you had to get... I think everybody had one game that we were really good at. Like mine was definitely Marvel vs. Capcom 2, 100. percent Oh wow! Like, yeah, I could I could step up to the challenge. <laughs> yeah, like not to brag, ours was also Marvel vs. Capcom 2, so we would have to. Oh no! Yeah, we're gonna throw down. But what also, were your characters. I, I I always played with. I'm a little bit boring. It was Ryu or Ken. Okay. I or watched, Ken. Yeah, or I'd rather Ryu or Akuma. I'll give you that. I'll go with. And then I loved, loved, loved Doctor Doom. I was not great with Doctor oh, Doom, but yeah. I love Doctor Doom just as a villain in general, but especially in that game. Mm -hmm. Everything he brought to he brought the oh, bear yeah, was he had amazing. Those big lasers, man. And then I loved. You played Bone Wolverine. You played Hulk a good amount too. Yeah, Hulk was with my hold, hold, holdovers from Marvel's Marvel Superheroes vs. Street Fighter. You just blew my. But world. Bone Wolverine. <laughs> what was... do you mean Bone Wolverine? So, so the, the two Wolverine the Marvel kept out too. Yeah, yeah, there was a short um, adamantium claws, and then the long bone claws from oh. the period when his claws. When Magneto ripped all the adamantium off of his bones. They had them both. I didn't realize that and, was bone. Yeah, so, so <laughs> this is amazing. So why were, I was always like, why are there two Wolverines in this game? Yeah, so Bone Wolverine, he took different amounts of damage. He dealt different amounts of damage. And some of his, one of his moves was different. One of his uh, super moves. I think he was, more, barrage. I he was more of a glass cannon sort of character. Yeah, yeah. Like he did more damage, but you could hurt him a lot. Yeah, and, and it, it, was, it was comic canon accurate too, because when he had the animatic removed, his healing factor with an overdrive because oh, it was long right. over fighting the adamantium poisoning. Mm -hmm. So he would regenerate his lost red health. Like when you get hit in that game, you get red health that can come back when you're switched out. He would regenerate that super fast when he switched that out. So good. But then when he took extra damage because he wasn't invulnerable anymore. So yeah. that was kind of the trade-off from the adamantium claw Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you guys actually know the answer to this because I've wanted this forever. What the hell is turbo mode versus normal mode? So turbo mode, they just increase the clock speed. So you're... Everything moves faster. That's but the, all it yeah, is. But, but some arcades had the game tuned to already be pretty fast. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Turbo was like going from 9 to 10 instead of 2 to 10, which is probably the and intended information. If you go back, we were playing uh, the original Street Fighter recently, and Street you Fighter, go back yeah. and you're like, it's a very methodical game. It's <laughs> slow. Like, when you're used to the Versus games, mm -hmm. like, but they, they introduced Turbo, and then it's like, oh my god, it's much faster. And then 
hyper turbo and then you know it, it just goes crazy from there on yeah. in but yeah turbo was always the, the game moved faster so everyone had to go quicker there's one other big game that come from a license that i'd really like to talk about because i really don't know anyone who has said a bad thing about this <laughs> game if you can play it in a non-credit uh that that's like in the in the style you just yeah. said that's not like free credit play. where you yeah. can just free play it's a blast, but good luck getting on it because there's always someone on it. I'm talking about, of course, the four-player beat-em-up game, The Simpsons. Yes. This is one of the best games <laughs> I've ever seen, and it sticks with so many of us to this day. It came out in the 90s. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, like I go back now, and I've been playing that a lot recently, actually, just going wow. back to remember it. Yeah. Uh, the art in that game. I love the art in that game. They took the, the, Sims, the Simpsons style and pixelized it perfectly. It's so good. The, the colors pop. Like, yeah. when I think of a 90s arcade game, like, that comes to mind. Like, the yeah. animation is, it just draws you to it. Like, like it's a magnet. The sound bites that they selected to from the show were spot on. They were digitized in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah, the, they were just scratchy enough to be like, this is an old, janky video game, but they, they got that feeling across. Don't have a cow, man. Would yeah. you say they were itchy and scratchy? I would both. <laughs> uh, but the game's great. Speaking of the animations, I, I just distinctly remember when you put in a quarter that came in as a superhero. Yes. And it was like, lula, lula, lula. like I think it was the noise, but they came in as a superhero and I believe they could knock out an enemy on the way, their way in. Nice. When they died, devils. Yeah, that, the Bart did, Devil would come yeah, in. Yeah, the Bart Devil would come. Um, and the interesting thing about that game is they had a lot about Matt Groening in there because what happened when you kill killed the person? It was revealed to be a bunny, right? Yeah, well, some of them. Yeah. Some of them were revealed to be one-eared rabbits, life and which are from buddies, Life yeah. and Hell. Yeah, especially in the uh, the second level, Krusty Land, uh, they had actual, the Life and Hell bunnies come out, and you would beat them up, and actually, you would find out that they were just mascots. The mask would fall off some of them, but some of them it wouldn't. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, oh that's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay, let's see if we can do this. What were the weapons? I remember Marge had a Marge vacuum had a vacuum cleaner. cleaner. And she had, the, she had the, the largest range of yeah. the vacuum cleaner. She was always my go-to character because she I like characters with range. She was the Donatello of the... Yeah. yeah, of the group. Of the group. Uh, Mar uh, Homer just punched people. That's all he had. No That's weapon. Right. His fist of fury. Uh, Bart had his skateboard. Yep. Um, and Lisa had jump rope. The jump rope was awesome, actually. Yeah. Oddly, not a saxophone. Not a saxophone. But a jump rope. That's interesting. Yeah. A lot of those games were were very similar. Like I think Double Dragon. Was that the start of those? No, Double Dragon was a little bit different. Um, that was actually more in the vein of the later, like all the Konami beat-em-ups, like the Ninja Turtles ones. Yeah. Like, Ninja Turtles. Uh, oh the first my God, game. that's another one. Yeah, like one. it's Turtles the same thing. And Turtles in Time, the sequel to it. Uh, they, they were kind of based on that same engine, that yeah. same art style. Same um, company too. Konami. Yeah, it was yeah, all Konami. Motion Konami yeah. They were really good. If you can get your hands on that Simpsons game. And you know what's great about it? It's long. It's pretty long. Yeah. There's a lot to go through. Like if you ever got to the end, you know, this is interesting. So this is an arcade thing. One of the coolest things about arcades was that just because you died and you were done didn't mean the game stopped. Right. Someone could come in and take your place and eventually get to the end. So you might loop back to see how everyone's doing and to see where they were. Because if you got to the end and saw Mr. Burns, you know, like, some serious coin was spent <laughs> to get there. Like, to get to the end of that game, I'll bet it cost people at least 100 bucks. No, not that I, much. I don't think it was that long. I, I sat down, I know as a Probably kid. 50 bucks. One day I sat down as a kid, I had 10 bucks, and we played through. We got to Mr. Burns. We did not beat it, but we got to Mr. Burns. Nice. Um, and I, How many of you were there? Uh, two of us. Yeah, me and my sister. Wow. 
that game also had uh, team up attacks, if you remember, and there was a unique one for each so. pairing. It was cool. Like, All right, do, can you do it? Do you know them? So uh, only some of them. Bart okay. and Lisa would put, lock their arms and start yelling, go, ah, 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 and just <laughs> run around hitting people. Yeah, uh, and uh, God, I, I, that's actually the one I remember really clearly. Um, so yeah, th there was a lot of like. Did Hopper and Marge dance or like do a tango or something? I don't know. I feel like somebody spun. The thing is, I always chose one of the kids because I was like, oh, I don't want to be the lame adults. <laughs> but uh, I should have, because Marge was apparently incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I always min-max as much as possible in an arcade game, especially, because I was like, I only have limited numbers of quarters. Yeah. I'm going to play as Marge, because she has the longest range. I'm going to play as Donatello. Mm -hmm. I'm going to play as um, Ryu in Street Fighter, for any versus game, because I knew Ryu to a T. <laughs> yeah. So I knew at the very least, if I played Ryu, I could beat whoever I was, I was up against. And the same thing in virtual on, which oh, was we have to talk. About, which <laughs> we was, have to talk yeah, about like, this since we were talking about games that we were really good at, and I, I didn't get a chance to say it earlier. So virtual on was the game where I would run the, I'd run the whole arcade. <laughs> I, would, I would walk. I, I was in my heyday. I would walk in, and people would say, "Oh no, that guy's here." And <laughs> really? I, said, I put down my fifty cents. And how old were you? I was like 14, yeah. 13, 14. 14. I would put, put, put my fifty cents down. Whoever's playing, they would finish up the match. I would play next. I would play. I think his name, his name was Raiden. Yeah. I, I, I love everything related to Raiden. So he had shoulder cannons. And his super move was he shot four shoulder cannons with instant kill just about everybody. Now, this was a, a different game than a traditional 2D side yeah, 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 First of all, why don't you describe the cabinet? Because it was different. Certainly. So the cabinet, instead of having one joystick and four or six buttons, it was a dual joystick, like, dual joystick, like, tank-style game where you sat in a seat that vibrated or even shifted <laughs> As you move left to right, which the deluxe cabinet at Spaceport did. Depending how fancy it was. Yeah, yeah. Spaceport had the deluxe one. So you sat down, you move left, and it shifts left, shifts right. You have speakers behind your head, so you hear sounds in stereo. And, yeah, you pull the joysticks apart, and you jump. Yeah. Tilt them together, and you, you know, crouch down. But it was like a 3D, like, robot arena fighting game. So it was one-on-one. -on -one, and I would once sat down and play. Where was your opponent? Your opponent was... Because I don't think they were next to you, right? Weren't they on yeah, the other yeah, side? Yeah, it was a circular 3D arena. So it, it was, you had the free reign of the yeah, entire so it depends. person. I mean, so it depends where they oh, put it? Like, it was just the two person, Yeah, the person usually sat next to you. At least the ones we saw. Yeah. It you was really? two people sat next to you. I think the one I played was like, was this like head, 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 head to head. Head to head seems kind of interesting. I haven't seen that. There wasn't room for that in Spaceport. Yeah, they had side to side. But yeah, and my best achievement was eight hours. Holy on, on, on 50 cents. You played, just taking cover you played eight hours at Spaceport? I got, I, I, got there, I got there at 12 noon, put down my quarters. <laughs> and then after I beat the first couple people, I was just playing the computer. And then people would come in every like five minutes before How I finished story mode. the computer for eight hours? No, because I wouldn't finish story mode. Somebody would put in quarters and then it starts you over. Well, story mode, when that's done. So for eight hours, he just beat all yeah, so covers? Yeah, I beat all covers. And then at, at about four wow. o'clock, that's when like people started bringing their friends in. Like, you need to beat this guy. In virtual on, we have he's been here since twelve. So then I, there was just a line, and from, <laughs> from four to eight until they until I had to go home, I was just person after person. And this one guy put ten dollars. It was fifty cents to play, but he put ten dollars in <laughs> playing me. And then he tried to get more change. And the guy at the arcade was like, "I don't have any more change to give you <laughs> to watch you get destroyed by this kid anymore." <laughs> oh my god! But he, yeah, but he he was putting quarter after quarter, and I was just. I was giving a good show too. Like I wasn't being cheap, but every time he I, he left an opening, 
I hit him with the riding super, which is four giant lasers, take off three quarters of your health. Every time, he just left himself open for it. He's like, next time I'm going to pick this bot and do this. There was one that did poison attacks, so she would like give was poison it the you. Yeah, the yeah. Ah, she would poison awesome. you and it takes down your health. He was like, okay, I'm going to take down your health and then play keep away. And I would just wait for the perfect time. And as soon as he got right in the middle of my crosshairs and my power, my weapons were charged, <laughs> every time it was it was amazing. That was the best day of your life. Best, like one of those best days. The best gaming day of my life by far. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me sad that other people aren't going to be able to enjoy being the king of the ring, essentially, that you had. I mean, that was a beautiful part of it because it's like you couldn't just join a different group of people to play with like you can in like a Call of Duty or something like that. Someone had to take him down. Yeah. Or someone had to make him Or else you couldn't play that game again. Right. And you would spend... And if... Like, I distinctly remember being in that guy's shoes where it's like, I came to the arcade to play that game, and there was just some... <laughs> some Steve sitting there. <laughs> some Steve sitting there, just leveling, leveling you. And I, I just, I mean, there's something, like, when you have to, like, let go of joysticks like that, and you're, like, shaking because you, you've lost, it's like being blown up. Like, yeah. Imagine. It, it's visceral. Yeah, like, your, oh your adrenaline God. is pumping, and you just, you have that fight-or-flight response, and then when it's over, you're drained, and you're just like... I, I need a slice of pizza yeah, or a cookie or something that you eat at an arcade because you had to have a hand free to start that game whenever you were up at bat. It felt like a sport. Like, there were times where it felt that competitive. Like, you wanted to kill the person <laughs> standing next to you because they're literally taking money out of your pocket. It's funny. I think I, I wish I could go back with the mentality I have now because back then there was a whole big thing with kids. You're like, you're picking cheap character. You're doing cheap moves. <laughs> But you know what? That's a loser mentality. I, I've been reading about this. There's a bunch of like pro gamer books about this. Yeah. They're just like, no, you do what works. And if it works, you win. And you just keep yeah. winning. And you win at all costs. And it, like that cheapness mentality keeps you back from your full potential. Wow. Yeah. I, I distinctly remember I was in, uh, I was at a wedding, I feel like, in like Aspen, Colorado or something like that. And I remember this kid, young kid. Like, I was cool, so I was 10. <laughs> that's probably where I hit my peak but this kid had to be seven and just low kick low kick low kick yep, yep. low kick low kick could not defeat him <laughs> I had to just walk away and leave because like the character he was using when it did a low kick it came underneath like a fireball oh, yeah. so I couldn't hit him from across I had to get there and it was just low kick low kick low kick that had to be, no, that is cheap no, <laughs> no that, you, there's a very easy counter that we were just too dumb to do yeah, it yeah, that's true I remember, like, uh, it was uh, Dalsim, if you did a low kick, he would slide. And M. Bison would do the same thing. And, like, Dalsim got on the ground when he slid. So, uh, <laughs> a lot of people just, you, you, what do you do? He just keeps <laughs> sliding. But, if you're good, you do a low block, and you throw him. And throws are devastating in that game. Yeah, Ugh. it's like third of a life bar. So, if you know what you're doing, if you learn it, and you, you get out of that mentality, you can counter it. If it's a good game. Yeah, it's true. If it's a bad game, it sucks. <laughs> Well, we got to wrap this up, but there is um, there is a safe space, I suppose, if you're in the Maniac area or in Philadelphia, to potentially get an arcade experience. Where is that place, boys? That is Tubby Robot. It's at 4369 Main Street in Philadelphia. And uh, check our website, tubbyrobot.com. It tells you what game we're playing every week, and uh, we change it pretty regularly. Uh, hope, we hope to have some more competitive games out. We hope in the future to be doing uh, some tournaments 
We would love to do that. Maybe get some free ice Two cream. Two <laughs> Yeah. So uh, that's where you go. Yeah. So this has been another episode of Tubby Talk. Um, we want to hear from you. We really do. So tell us your arcade memories in the comments. Tell us different arcade games that uh, that we missed or that we should talk about. I know we spent a lot of time on uh, on fighters and on uh, side scroller beat 'em ups, but the, and those are the games that I care about the most. But if you have some of those other games that are just classics that we should play, uh, let us know. Yeah. NFL Blitz was one of those I would play <laughs> every time I was in the arcade. It was a diversion from my Street Fighter and my Virtual <laughs> On, but it was a fun diversion. I, I love that game. Midway. Midway. Midway made some great arcade games, yes. by the way. Responsible for Mortal Kombat. Do you remember the game? I, sorry, we are wrapping <laughs> yeah. up. We can go on about this for hours. For but does anyone sorry. remember the Midway game that had like Spawn and Sub Zero in it? And like nine hundred other. It was a three D fighter. I don't remember. It, that it, was, it was like the first three D arena. It yeah, was, yeah. It's like it's like three D. Like quick. Oh, oh yes, I do remember that game. Yes, yeah. it was a precursor to the grid. Oh, we love the grid. We can talk about that a whole episode <laughs> later, <laughs> yes. but yeah. Thanks for stopping by, guys. We will see you next time. Peace. Keep gaming.